Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jackie. And today on the pod, it's Wedding Watch week number two, and we're talking my big fat Greek wedding. Wow. As long as you added Greek, then I know we're not talking about ours. <laughs> I mean, our wedding's going to be fat. And yeah. Fat and joy. Yes, it is. So, My Big Fat Greek Wedding from 2002, directed by Joel Zwick, written by Nia Vardalos, nominated for Best Screenplay, starring Nia Vardalos and Jin Corbet, John Corbet, um, $241.4 million. Money! Despite never hitting number one at the box office. Some other movies... I mean, it debuted to number nine. Okay. And just hung out in the top ten, continually making more and more money. Um, other movies out at this time, uh, The Rookie, hmm. Murder by Numbers, hmm? Changing Lanes. No. The Scorpion King. Is that a... It's like a, a mummy spinoff starring The Rock. I think I've Rock. seen that. I think I saw that in theaters, maybe. Um, Unfaithful. Mm-mm. Spider-Man. Which and one? The first one. Oh, with like Tobey Maguire. Yeah, the first Tobey oh, Maguire Spider-Man came out the same weekend Shit. as my big Bang Okay. And uh, Star that puts Wars a good Episode time. Two: Attack of the Clones. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. But it opened at number nine to one hundred and three thousand, and eventually climbed to two hundred forty-one million. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Very successful, independent movie. Awesome. I love it. What's your history with this movie? Um, This is one of my parents' favorites. This is like... So my dad is one of those people that if he likes a movie, he'll watch it a hundred times. If he's like indifferent or like doesn't like a movie, he'll never watch it again. This is a movie that has been on at my house a hundred times. My parents on the DVD of it. Um... <laughs> My dad is probably a lot like the main character, both for positive and negative Or at least kind qualities. of sees himself as that character and maybe <laughs> doesn't see the like negative parallels that could be there. Exactly. I don't think your dad <laughs> is very much like the negative aspects of the father character, but I think he is a lot like his positive aspects. He is like <laughs> a bombastic, joyous He's a bomb, all right. Harry Greek man. I'm just kidding. Your dad's not Harry or Greek. Harry and Irish. Your dad's not really Harry. No, he's like very anti-Harry. Jackie, you remind me of an actor, um, Dirty Harry, because you're dirty and you're Harry. Oh God. (laughs) Just kidding. It's a joke I heard recently. You're so mean. So, this was the highest-grossing rom-com for 14 years. Whoa. And the uh, the director um, got famous by directing episodes of Full House and Step by Step. Oh, funny! That's fun. I didn't really pick up on I don't know much any of, like of a, those a sitcomy vibe no. to the directing style at all. No, not at all. I mean, like maybe in the character of the grandmother. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. That is, is like that is, very, that is the sitcom. That's very that sitcom. That could be straight out of Full House. Right. Or something. There we go. Okay, that was like their nod to their history. <laughs> this was my first time seeing this movie. I had seen the sequel with you. I'm of course aware of this movie. Um, 
I knew some Greek people when I was in high school and I like, baby. I think everyone's kind of aware of, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone's aware of my big fat Greek wedding. I had never sat down and watched the movie itself though. But knowing how much you loved the second one, I could kind did of not, did not <laughs> like the second. seeing the second one in theater with you without having seen the first one. I don't remember any. Well, I guess I do remember that it's a bizarre fucking story about the grandfather and the mother breaking up because she finds out that like one of them were pre like what? previously married or something's I going on. I don't remember the movie at all. All. it's about strife between really? yeah between the huh. the main daughter's father and her mother and like she really? finding something out about him i don't like remember that one. at all it's not a good movie okay that's and that'll bring me like this is a, a charming and a special movie but the worst thing that ever happened is them attempting to continually get a little more off of it yeah there's a tv series that lasted a season that apparently is terrible and the sequel that they made in like 2016 is not good you can't do a sequel that far out in my opinion you shouldn't do a sequel whatsoever no not for this movie but like sequels in general it either needs to be very close after or really far out (laughs) one of the two and like it needs to play with that time difference yeah i (laughs) (laughs) Middle ground is no fun. Honestly, yeah, do a sequel even further out about her daughter getting married. Yeah. And maybe she wants to marry a Greek dude or something like that. Or maybe she wants to marry a black man. Or like I mean, yeah, I mean like like, there be some like racial tension or like wants to marry a woman, a black woman with one leg. Maybe their daughter's fucking lesbian and wants to stop trying to pull more in but maybe their daughter is lesbian and they like struggle with that like oh didn't you tell me i could marry anyone that i wanted like pull back to that like ending scene of the first movie to jump to the very end where they're like walking her to greek school and like i want to go to brownies that's okay but i promise you can marry anybody you want funny yeah. There we go. We should write it. Come on. Let's now. write a spec. Come on. Let's write a spec script for my big fat Greek wedding too. And like, I want to make a sequel to it that just you know Ignores they do it sometimes with like they do it with horror movies and shit. <laughs> We're just gonna ignore the series and the sequel. This is a direct sequel to my big fat Greek wedding. Well, hey, write it up and I'll do it. We'll call a- it her big Greek, her big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. What is this one called? My my big, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, her big fat Greek wedding. Hers. Hers big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you really punched it up there. That yes. S. I guess. Well, should we jump into some movie talk here? Jump into All the right. movie. You don't have any notes because you've seen this movie a bunch. I've got some notes. We watched the movie a couple days ago. I'm going to try and guide us through it. And I'm just going to respond. It's going to be a fun give and take. My first note is that there are some like fun, hilarious, just like obscure production companies that I've never seen or heard of before (laughs) at the start of the company, at the start of the start of the company, at the start of the movie. You know, it's not your like DreamWorks or Merrimax, just bizarre ones that I've never heard of that probably exist just to make this movie. I definitely wouldn't have had notes on this. So that's fun. (laughs) <laughs> i oh. have because it's a small scale right it's a like it's an independent movie yeah yeah totally 
so cool. Um, open up rainy in Chicago. Yes, rainy or snowy. So, did you were you aware that Nia Vardalus, the woman who wrote this movie, is also the person who plays Mia or uh, Nia? Is that the name, the main character's name? No. The lady who wrote the movie is also the main character. Okay, I'm into that. I yeah. did not know that. That's interesting. That is you it didn't like know that. written off of her history? Like it must be. It 100 percent must be based. Like it's such a personal story. It's such a very specific personal story. The fact that she wrote it and is starring in it must be based on her experience, don't you think? Or like, I mean, tangent, like maybe her mother's experience or something like that. Like thinking about the time of 2003. Like even if it's not based on like her experience with getting married, I'm. I mean, I'm sure it's based on, like, her family and that dynamic and, like, her experiences, like, with her father and, like, being pressured to marry Greek. I don't know anything about her personal life, but, I mean, I'm sure she's drawing from, like, her experience as, like, growing up and stuff and, like, what her family dynamic is. I, like, feel this coming out in 2003 and more so, like, I mean, taking computer classes like that, I feel like that's more of, like, a 1980 vibe i mean maybe i don't know <laughs> so that's why i feel like it's maybe pictured off her mom mom's experience or an aunt that's such a like that's such like that. a just a complete speculation <laughs> based on the computer class thing yes and the lack of knowledge with a computer and stuff like that like i feel like in 2003 if you were an adult you had some working understanding of a computer well, I mean, maybe, but, like, she's clearly incredibly sheltered and... But also went to public school. Hmm. All right, so let's see here. Antonia Eugenia Nia Vardalos is a Greek-Canadian actress, screenwriter, director, and producer, best known for starring in and writing My Big Fat Greek Wedding. She was born in Winnipeg. I just want to see here. She's married to American actor Ian Gomez. Ooh, Adopted a daughter. Let's see, she wrote a book about the. Na, 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 na. So, I'm just trying to see. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not necessarily finding if there's anything about if it's based on Nia Vardalus's actual life or not. Okay. I mean... And the main character in the movie is Tula, not Nia. Yeah, Tula. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. Maybe it is based... I mean, I guess I, I can see your point that the whole, like, computer class thing in, like, 2002 maybe is a little outdated. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it is based on, like, a an aunt or her mother. It's an interesting speculation. And, I mean, I don't know how dated it is, the perspective of, like... You get married, you make babies, like yeah. that's your, that feels like a much more 80s accepted well, persona like, than. Just finding out that she like, oh, she's not from Chicago. She's from like Winnipeg, Manitoba, and she's married to this American actor. It's like, clearly it's not a, a one-to-one. Yeah. And all of the characters are very heightened, you know, like as far as like, I'm sure her dad isn't quite like that. I'm sure <laughs> her Greek growing up experience maybe isn't. A hundred it's you know it's escalated for the sake of it being they a movie. maybe don't have their fucking driveway painted i kind of love that and all the, the greek like... statues in their like yard 
Yeah, but cool that she wrote the movie and plays Tula as well. Yeah, that's a super awesome, like, doing multiple things as a woman actress and writer and director. Or didn't direct, just wrote. Just, yeah, didn't direct. Okay. Cool (laughs) if also directed it, though. That'd be bomb. So, yeah, the movie kind of opens. Tula, it's raining. We just kind of get this intro about her dad says she looks old. This whole thing about, like, she is... A little frumpy, like... Yeah, she's like this frumpy 30-year-old woman who works at her parents' restaurant dancing Zorbas. Yes. With the amazing neon Lives sign. with her parents, comes with her parents to work. Yes. Yes, that sign, though, the legs that, that like... back and forth. Amazing. Yes. And, yeah, she's just, like, kind of under their thumb. She's expected to, like, have babies and make marry a greek person have greek babies that's the expectation she's not super into that and it's not going well so like do you feel like there's a lot of that still happening in modern day a lot of the like certain cultures i think i mean you hear about it like in like maybe like the jewish culture a little bit of like marry a nice like jewish boy or like maybe and like I don't want to speak too broadly and say something offensive, but I think if it is something like I don't know how modern it is, but I think you the pop culture things that you associate it the most with are like maybe like Asian background cultures mm. and maybe like Jewish background cultures. And it's usually coming from a point of like just wanting to maintain that culture family and culture yeah yeah like well like this is something special we have and you want to like cultivate and maintain that i mean growing up it was definitely like spoken to me about the perspective of like expectations of like you'll get married and you'll have children like that's how as a heteronormative woman that's how your life should progress you never really get that laid on you as much as a guy like oh that you should especially like the having kids portion right but um were you ever like oh like marry a nice christian boy was that ever something kind of pushed on you that like you should be or like a nice white boy like marry a nice i mean definitely religious wise growing up it's not even like go and do this it's just that is like it doesn't even need to be like a directive or like anything like that it's like Oh, someday you'll marry someone in the church. Sure, oh, someday sure. you'll like yeah. marry a man. Like it's kind of just like an unspoken, assumed thing. That, yeah, like, this is like our social group. You'll probably find someone, or just someone like-minded. Like this you'll is our... be like-minded as like this as an adult, and you'll find someone who also has those values. And you'll get like you'll have that progression in life. Yeah, I think my dad is still like super brokenhearted that I don't want to have children. Mm. Well, I think it is. Um it's something that you get a little bit less of as an American, as a like Caucasian non second, you know, like second generation minority American, like that's a less heightened experience. Hmm. Um, I feel you. So like, there's this whole, what can I say? I do like this. She kind of sums it up like, Oh, you're supposed to marry Greek boys, make Greek babies and feed all of them. Yes. That's a fun summary of kind of like that. whole. <laughs> what her expectation is. And we do get like, um, you know, she talks about like at the, the opening scene, her dad says she looks old and she does look very old. And I appreciate 
the Nia Varlos like going full almost non no makeup in these early scenes. I'm oh. trying to like I wonder how much of that is like no makeup versus made up to look to like look, yeah. She looks very washed out. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's more so using to makeup make like to extra, make her look, yeah. Maybe. Um but we do get this like kind of flashback to her as a kid talking about how like her dad's always been saying that she looks old and always yes. pushing her to like well, have babies and marry a Greek. Different cuts of her childhood her talking about like Oh, I always wanted to like eat white bread. Well, I love that. I was going to say like, like that's uh, depicting like a classic minority experience of like the, the lunchroom experience, right? Of like, oh, I open my lunchbox and it smells weird. And there's food that kids that, you know, react strangely to. That's like a classic minority experience. I question classic or stereotypical. Well, I mean why stereotypical i just like it's something that like you hear so many minorities specifically talk about as their lunchroom experience i guess i don't have that firsthand of experience of like hearing that like i haven't heard of her really i find that surprising especially with like all like the uh the young adult like books that you read in your classrooms it's like a thing that like i feel like a lot of like and not to go like i feel like i'm drawing a lot of parallels to like asian people but like oh like you talk like i've heard in so many instances like comedians or on like fresh off the boat or in books like talking about like yeah like i i go and sit down and unpack my lunch and it's like something that other kids think is like crazy it's like some traditional asian food or korean food or it's kimchi or something i think it comes up on kim's convenience even like like oh like and they're eating like fucking sandwiches on white bread and you know i think the more traditional route of that is honestly like oh, we're on, like, free and reduced lunch, or we get our lunch from school, like, especially in an urban setting. That's interesting. And, like, families who have kids who bring their lunches from home are usually, like, it's just a different, like, conversation, right? Because, or maybe it's just my perspective. I've worked at schools that are primarily free and reduced lunch. Like, so it is a luxury for some students to bring their lunch to school because school school lunches provided to everyone yeah you're saying that yeah i wonder if it is um even more of a suburban thing and not like i'm sure there are a ton of experiences that kids have of like yeah i straight up like you know don't have lunch to bring so i eat what the school has but i mean like tool is not in that situation tool is a very comfortable suburban kid so i think there is a I just found it interesting that in this movie from 2003, I'm hearing a narrative that gets talked about. I hear a lot in more recent times of like the like uh, minority suburban kids specifically. Okay, I totally having a lunch that they bring that is like weird or weird or smells weird. Is like yeah, 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 is like yeah. I feel you totally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she calls herself swarthy, but she was like this swarthy little kid with like thick eyebrows and hair and stuff i just thought that was a a funny descriptor yeah she has this super cute like plaid jumper dress thing that she wears at one point that i think is super adorable yeah we just kind of get this whole like this intro of her father as this dude who's spraying windex on everything yes and is like a super hardcore greek national like like you said he's got the statues he's got the garage door painted the greek flag tell me a word 
any word, and I will tell you how it is Greek. Which I love. I mean, has a lot of <laughs> legitimacy to a point, right? Like, obviously, the joke is that he'll do it with like kimono, right? And like bend over backwards to make it work. But I did have a thought watching that. One of the reasons why that's charming is because, I mean, if you are Greek, maybe you do get to like lean into nationalism a little bit, especially in the just in the Western world, because so much of the Western world is derived specifically from Greece. Like if Latin things come from their Greek roots, like our school of thinking and writing and philosophy, it is like so heavily Greek, Greek derived yeah. in the Western world. Less so in the Eastern world and other parts, but like... And being a close, like, first, second generation immigrant, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm like, okay, I can forgive, like, really leaning into the <laughs> love of being Greek. I was surprised to see the dude from NSYNC. Oh my goodness, it's one of the brothers. So funny. Hilarious. So funny. In sync or Backstreet Boys? I don't know. You said in sync while we were watching oh, it. So I, I don't, just took, I don't it might be Backstreet Boys. I think he's a Backstreet Boy. Okay. That almost seems to be more on track. Can I tell you, I can never keep the two straight. But they don't have him sing at any point in the whole entire thing. He's not a terrible actor. I feel like he it's hilarious that he's in it, and it's funny to think of him choosing to be in this movie. Like before knowing it was going to be a huge sleeper hit. Yeah. I almost super fun. It makes it endearing that he's in it, that he just chose. And like, he must be Greek. Is it like Joey Pantalone? And maybe, maybe he's Italian. That's definitely different. I'm coming to you for the (laughs) NSYNC slash Backstreet Boy knowledge. (laughs) Listeners, you're going to have to get at us and let us know. All right. So. All right. You look it up while I, I'll, I'll hit some other points. Yes, please do. Hit him. Hit um, him. Okay. What do we have here? Um, Another bald friend. Okay. So the main dude. The Okay. So Tula's working in her restaurant, working at the dancing Zorba's. You should just look up my big fat Greek wedding and go to IMDB. And look no, it was that. more fun looking up. Um, back, He's definitely not a backstreet boy. Okay. Well, so anyways, Tula's working at her parents' restaurant and her love interest of the movie comes in with his bald friend. Tula's immediately taken by him, falls in love with him. And this is um, John Corbet. <laughs> he looks like like a low rent Jeff Bridges. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is, it's Joey Fatone. It's him now. Joey That's Fatone. so he, he funny. He aged not so gracefully he's aged okay he's aged okay it's just surprising it's just surprising he has some awkward middle stages that are like real funny but yeah joey fatone i don't think he's greek and he's from the backstreet boys he's 44 years old he's from nsync okay um but he's been married to the same lady since 2004 that's Hmm. cool nice since like two years after this movie Fuck yeah. She probably saw him in this movie and fell in love with him. Oh, you know it. Is his wife Greek? Um, maybe. Anyways, so this like B-level Jeff Bridges type character, John Corbet, comes into the restaurant. Tula falls in love with him. And it kind of like is the like kickstarting moment of her 
deciding that she wants to have more to her life than just working in her parents' restaurant? Absolutely. I will say I am I am really pleased that the movie has her like jump start her new life with no with no yes, like yes. pull to like, oh, but I have to find this guy or like just like no no need well, for it to be like he he like yes inspires this change or is like the jump start to this change, but isn't like the target of her change. The movie does a pretty good job walking that line where like he doesn't really start to fall for her until she does like go to college, start working at the travel agency. And then he sees her with makeup and stuff. And like, she's less frumpy. She's less awkward and just more like, I don't know, youthful. And, but then at the same time, he remembers her from before and is happy about that. Yeah. So, I mean, like the movie does a pretty good job of kind of like, yeah, Tula's not, Tula's not doing it for him. She's doing it for herself, but she was inspired by seeing him. And then he, yes, he does fall for her after her. She's kind of like gotten her groove, but remembers her from before also. Are you saying Tula got her groove? I mean, back. I don't think she got it back at she all. She never had it. Yeah, Exactly. She is definitely like a 30 year old virgin at the start of this movie. Absolutely. Like, seems like she's never kissed anybody. Like. We're kind of just jumping around all over the place. That's okay. Because this isn't a recap. What about Tula's brother and these these pictures that he draws for the dad and <laughs> how like, he wants to be an artist where'd and... you get this dad i draw it Ooh. that never gets resolved at no point does he then draw something that the dad loves does he no but he does decide to go to art school he decides to go to art school but like he needs to like there should have been a scene where especially early on where the boyfriend when he's kind of like coming into the family where he sees that the brother drew and like and he praises it and that like endears the brother to him or him praising it then like allows the father to see it in a new light or something. Or like not even praising it. Be like, oh, is this the new menu? I like it. Or like, something yeah, or like, like that. oh, like, wow, this is great. Or like this, this looks cool or something. Is this the new I like? Yeah. Just that like, I think the like the dangling thread of the father kind of scoffing it off twice. Yeah. And that never being resolved in a positive way seems a little harsh. I guess it is that like, oh, fuck, dad, I'm going to go to art school. Exactly. Like, I don't need to do art to make anyone happy but myself. Yeah. I like it. I like that. So like Tula, she goes to college. She, um... To start being able to work at the travel agency. How do you feel about this whole, like, there's multiple things where, like, there's a line. I think it's in trying to get to work at the travel agency where her mom's like, the the man may be the okay, head of the say, household, yeah. but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head any way she wants. I think it's one of the the, the <laughs> golden moments of this movie. Just, like, it's a fun yeah. little line that, like... You know, it works out well. Definitely something that's like held on to as like one of the taglines that you know this movie from. I find myself hating Tula's father. Yeah. It starts with like Tula wants to go to college and he's like, why do you want to leave me? Yeah. Just and like women he's... don't need to look what happens when women learn. I just feel like there there's a character of the father who is in that ballpark but he's really ramped up to 11. oh i so much so 
before we dive a little bit deeper into right, we're the got, Papa. We've now we've touched kind of like the first portion of the movie before we get into Tula's blossoming. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I think you looking for the song is almost as fun as you playing the actual song. I I think it's called The Joker. (laughs) My Spotify wants me to point it at something to get a a code. I don't have any codes. What? What for? I don't know. What do you need codes for? Yeah, by the Steve Miller Band. Okay. The Space Cowboy. (laughs) Yeah. The Gangster of Love. Someone really calls you that? And he rolls his R. The song fucking sucks. Who sings it? Steve Miller Band. Who's Steve Miller? I don't know. They have a couple of good songs. Do they? Um, Is he white? He's definitely... He thinks people call him the gangster of love. He's definitely some honky loser. (laughs) People say he's doing her wrong, but don't worry, baby. He's right here. He's right Right here at home. He's a picker, probably about guitar, grinner, lover, sinner, plays his music in the sun. Joker, smoker, midnight toker. Only tokes at midnight. <laughs> Only at midnight. Oh, fuck yeah, it's midnight again. I can smoke. <laughs> no, I can toke. Sorry. I can finally toke, baby. I think it's coming up here. You're the finest lady I ever did see. It's even worse. Oh man. Yeah, what the fuck You're does the that mean? You're the cutest thing I ever did see. It's exactly <laughs> like it's exactly like I described it. You didn't believe me. I did really it. love your I... beaches, wanna shake your tree. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It's so stupid. It's so terrible. Okay, you can pause it now because we are rolling. Oh back my gosh! <laughs> back into uh, not Whoopi Week, but Wedding Watch. We really another want another WW alliteration fun. We want this to be part of our. Uh, oh, my big fat Greek wedding! Concert. It already is. Okay. Um, but we are coming back and super excited to finish up my BFGW. I do have to do just to tie it into Survivor a little. At the end of the app, I'm going to want you to talk about the members of the family specifically. Okay. Like, kind of moving past Tula and her husband. I can tell you right now who I want to play Survivor with. Who you want on your tribe. Well, I definitely want Grandma. 
Okay. From like. Yeah, grandma's a good choice. Turkey, you turkey. She hates the Turkish. I'm so confused. So like, but is the father Turkish? Like, she seems like it's he's her or son, but like the wife, the wife like, is maybe Turkish. He maybe married a Turk. A, or someone with, or maybe she is like partial Turk lineage. It's not totally explained, right? No, it's, it's a not. little confusing to me, at least. Ma, we're not in the war because, with like, the Turks. He's not Turkish, obviously. He's Greek. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So you want the grandma on your tribe? I want the grandma. I want the brother. Okay, brother's a good choice. Brother's a good choice. He's gonna um, be get distracted drawing you stupid. Hey, Jackie, I drew the new tribe logo. What do you think? Easy vote off, and maybe he's strong. Easy vote off, yeah. <laughs> bring him to the end. And then, um, who else do I want? Definitely, definitely want the uh, old lady aunt. Not old lady aunt. The one who tries to feed him meat. Okay. And thinks yeah, he's going to yeah, snap yeah. to yes, uh, like yes. a chicken. Yes. Snap you Defin- like a chicken. Definitely want her. She's yes. great. Yeah. I'm going to say her as well. Not the dad. Not the dad. Not the dad. I want Joey Fatone on mine. He's going to bring like a good social, you know, he'll bring in some other people with his, his, and he'll do some dancing, some singing. Love that. And I need, I feel like I want His wanted... sister, Big Nikki, who bathes him in oil, is going to be a godmother. <laughs> you like, you know this movie so intimately. <laughs> Because I'll say, uh, no, his friend, the bald oh, dude. Snarky there you go. bald dude. Snarky bald dude. Yeah. Love it. All his high school students. Yeah, all the high school students are on my trip. <laughs> love it. Spe- okay, so we're, you know, there's a lot of love in Survivor, right? People who... who met- okay, here's a question. Okay. If all of the members of this movie, the cast... Sure. Some might say, um, if the cast were the cast of Survivor, who would you want to win the million? Hmm. Not the dad. Maybe the mom. <laughs> I like the mom a lot. Okay. The mom is good. Super supportive. Maybe her, like probably her sister, who's already married and has like a bunch of kids. Oh uh, want... yeah, they probably need it the most. Yeah, I'm into that. Always yelling at people. Oh, you're going to be in so much trouble when my sister finds out. <laughs> Find out what? Find out what? Yes. Yes. What about you? Who would you want to win? Um, I mean, the teacher, of course. Tula? Tula's not a teacher. Tula's husband? Yes. What about, okay, now here's, <laughs> first of all, what do you think about this dude's hair? Are you attracted to him? I'll say I think I am pretty attracted to Tula. I think Tula's an attractive lady. I, I do not find her husband attractive. He's like B-level Paul Rudd or Jeff Bridges. He's like C-level fucking Fabio. Oh, what do you think about that hair? That's what it is. You don't C like level the Fabio, Fabio hair? He's not as buff as Fabio. Nah, not my, not my vibe. No. Is there anyone that I find... I find her brother more attractive than I find, but he's such a like Forrest Gump. Uh, or <laughs> he's such a simpleton. I think of like Jersey Shore characters. Yeah, 
when his brother is in play his face is like a. he's also like little he's like a little man i don't find him attractive i take that all back (laughs) he's like the face (laughs) i've assessed the situation he is a face of a baseball mitt yeah just like all wrinkled and (laughs) lined and wet I just like the relationship between the two of them. I like the brother-sister vibes that they have going on. They've got good brother-sister vibes. I, I, I wish I got a little bit more from the brother, kind of. Yeah. The, just the end of his arc. I feel like his arc needed a little more conclusion. The wrap-up is necessary. I mean, I don't fully remember all the details of number two. my Big Fat Greek Wedding number two. Does he have like some sort of art degree or like... Yeah, that'd be realistic. Some future in art? Well, lots of love on Survivor. I just wanted to briefly talk about the love of Jeff Probst. Okay. His love life. I love it. All right. <laughs> I love it. Initially married to this lady named Shelly Wright. Okay. Who is a... Um, lady? Some type of doctor. Um, yeah. Um, they were married in 1996 and got divorced in 2001. 96 to 2001. That's only five years. Only five years. And then after that, Jeff Probst, Probst... how old were you in 96? I mm. was five. I'm real curious how old Probst he was. In 1996? When he got married to his first wife. And then do you know about him dating this lady, Julie Berry, who is a Survivor contestant? I feel like there's just a lot of noise about him having dated someone on Survivor, but I can't like... I would like to rewatch whatever season she's on. She was on the ninth season. Did they fall in love while she was filming? Probably. I would love to watch the ninth season and watch their interactions. She was on Survivor Vanatu. Survivor Vanatu in two thousand four. Okay. After filming, three wrapped, years after, Probst emailed her divorce. to say hi. Oh. Nineteen year age difference. E. Um. Okay. I don't know about that. They're apparently also often made out on the red carpet, which is kind of a little bit creepy. Sorry, I don't mean to ick that, but like 19 year age difference is a huge fucking age difference. That means I would be dating someone who's kissing at the DVD release of National Treasure. I'm trying to think of what it would be like to date someone 48 years old right now. Oh, God, that'd be weird. Mm -hmm. They dated for four years. Um,. Yeah. I'm not sure why they broke up exactly. No deep deets? She did go on Rob Sesterno's podcast. So I bet he got some deep deets. That fucker Rob has a podcast. He's just like the king of Survivor podcasting, right? Well, of course he is. And then, now Jeff Probst is married Murtaugh. to Lisa and Russell. This lady. How? Oh. Whoa. And she... Whoa, how much younger than him is she? They've been married since 2011. Okay. December 5th, 2011. Pretty recent to when he broke up with... Or when him and other chicky broke up. She was formerly married to Mark Paul Gosseler, who's from Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. That guy from Saved by the Bell. Oh, man, Luke? No. <laughs> Zach. Zach from Saved by the yeah, Bell. Yeah, Zach, the main guy, right? Uh-huh. One of the main, guy, main guys. 
I mean, I don't know if I would say anyone's more main than Screech, but and then they got some Screech some fell shit from Grace pretty quick. But yeah. how, how? I want to know the age difference. Uh, I don't know the age difference. I'm I'm trying not to take too much time of reading an article on air. I mean, talk about Jeff Probst's love life, or talk about Big Fat Greek Wedding. I think I know what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems like he's finally settled down, old Mr. Probst. With his babies and lady. If you had to ship Jeff's Probst with a host of any other iteration of Survivor, who would you ship him with? I mean, I only know, like, two. So again, Mark Bailey from Survivor South Africa Season 1. Nico, the current host of Survivor South Africa. Liza Mark from Austin, Maine. Austin, the UK. Yeah, Liza. Um, the Syracuse Alejandro? guy. Alejandro? Alejandro is not the host of <laughs> Jeffrey Probstfeld from New York. Um, Who is Christopher? Glasses from CNU. Oh, man. Who was the host of fucking... Oh, I remember uh, Luke and his little assistant host from... Uh, well, clearly the assistant host from... Uh, Probst from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. From, uh, from, Liberty University. Yeah, Liberty Union. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the current lady host of Liberty Union with Jeff Probst. We're shipping you right now. We're going to find a way to break up Jeff Probst's current marriage. <laughs> get him on the campus of Liberty University. And you two will just sparks fall will in fly. All righty. Speaking of sparks flying, we've got them meeting at. OK, so Tula at, like, gets the, her life back. Yeah, she She's, on track she gets her groove she's going to school she she's starts wearing makeup working at the um detective agency the where detective her agency aunt works where they travel agency they uncover the mystery of where you should go on vacation and he sees her yes he sees her working and is like in awe of her then she looks out the window when she goes to get water and he's staring and waves, but then has to pay for his hot dog. And she hides behind the water cooler. <laughs> yes. And then and, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, she's gone. Yep. Okay. All right. And then, but then later he comes back. Okay. No later yet. Okay. Is it fucking realistic to hide behind the motherfucking water cooler? I was like, is he going That's to see so her? Ridiculous. He should probably see her, right? Because it's it is just so like silly. clear plastic and water. It's like, maybe, maybe it's like she would be distorted enough, but... I yeah, mean, like, even so. I love his, like, overacting, like, huh? Where, where, who? Where? Where'd you go? His hair is so bad. Go back and teach your class. Do you know the TV show Coach? No. He looks like the guy from Coach. You, I'm going to look it up quick. Do you know other show? <laughs> no, I have no okay. idea. But then he comes back. If right? we have not watched it together, you can greatly assume I probably don't know about it. Unless it's some, like, offshoot 90s TV show. I think it's Craig T. Nelson who plays coach. Okay. Um. So, then he comes back, though. Comes and back, though. he sees her through the window again. And he does, like, he starts to do, like, the goofy, like, escalator. Watch me climb down these stairs. Now watch me go down the escalator and get beaten up by an old lady with her handbag. Yes. He bumps into an old lady, gets beaten up, and then shamefully comes in while she's on the phone. No, but, like, would a lady just start beating him up? You We don't want to just, like, recap because we want to 
fucking yeah. land on these points okay. of like, okay. thought, would this old lady? I thought no. Craig T. Nelson had long Eight. hair, but he looks kind of like Craig T. Nelson. I, feel I don't like. think so. Never mind. Okay. Bad pull. Bad pull. Okay. Um, yeah, like if you if you were to bump into an old lady on the street because she would you're goofing immediately her. start whipping you with her bag in Chicago, baby, in Chi Town, maybe. Baby, maybe. Maybe, Shy baby. Town. Maybe, baby, Shy Town. I don't know. This lady's just a psychopath, clearly. Clearly. Maybe there are some psychopaths down in Shy Town. Oh, there are some, like, good murder books focused in Chicago. But Ch- Chicago's, like, the murder capital of the United States, I think. All right. So, getting back on track. He so and then so when he comes into the travel agency and they sit down and talk and fall in love. Yeah, and you want to go to dinner? Yeah, of course. Montage of their date nights. He offers to bring her to dancing Zorba's pretty quickly, or is first it on, date. on the first date? Yeah, first date at dinner. And then she reveals that her family owns it. He remembers that, like, oh, you were that frumpy, nasty girl whom I was disgusted by, but now I love. Well, no. She was like, oh, I was going through a phase. I was a frump. And he's like, I don't remember a frump, but yeah. I remember you. He was intrigued by her. Bro, you knew but she was he frumpy. Ne- he never came back and asked her out. Exactly. You Could- came back to that agency, didn't you? Didn't ya? Ladies, you see what a little smile and some makeup can Fuck be. this. <laughs> it, well, I mean, is I that, mean, yeah, it is saying that. It's more of like... It's more like, see what... Some confidence. Finding some... Putting yourself out there. Yeah, well, and finding... Finding something in life that's bringing you happiness. Finding fulfillment in yourself will bring outside fulfillment to all. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, they go on some dates. They're making out. She says she's going to a pottery class. I do have to say, like, Tula, and when she first starts working at the travel agency, and, like, it's like, oh, look how good she is at this job. It's too much. Oh, yes, sir. Do, yeah, absolutely. Let me. Foxtrot Roger Charlie. Yes, yes. That, like. Confirming okay. Foxtrot Roger Charlie Apple Blossom. <laughs> it's just like she's like way she's just happy. Turned up. Yeah, she's real turned up. She is turned up. I'm happy for her. I'm glad because you know you should be happy for people who are happy instead of just trying to tear them down. So they have two like dates her in a row. Father. Where are you going um, to? Pottery class. Yeah, Tula's telling her dad she's got a pottery class. They're making out in his car outside her house. He desperately wants to fuck her, but she won't let him. Nope. Gotta um, keep that chastity belt on. My papa checks every night. Yeah, that Greek chastity belt. Only the <laughs> right combination of oils and olives can unlock it. It's Windex. It's Windex. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tula meets his parents and they're real wet blankets. Yes, they are. They're awful. They're like, oh, how do you say? Well, and also back to this is also jumping back when they're in the travel agency for the first time and he can't pronounce porticollis like porky pockets. It's like, you can't pronounce porticollis. Are you fucking stupid? He is stupid. You're an what ex, is, like, your teacher. That's her last name. Tula Porticollis. Oh, really? Yeah, or something similar. He's like some 
benevolent but secretly racist white dude yes. who like works with an a non Caucasian person with a different last name and he's like, Oh, I'll just call you Jim instead. He's that dude. He is that dude. He's dating Tula. I mean, there's kind of a nice scene where like, oh, Tula likes hanging out at his house because his parents are nice and quiet and it's not loud all the time. And he likes going to Tula's house like they both kind of get different things from each other. It's not too long before it comes out that. Hello, Mr. Pottery class. Yes. Yes. Says Nikki, the cousin. Um, I guess. And then we just jump into like the final part of the movie is like. He is willing to do anything to make it work. So he's going to join the Greek church so they can get married there. Can I tell you my opinion? Yes. It was like two-thirds of the movie them falling in love. It was like one-third her finding them herself, one-third them falling in love, one-third wedding. That's not bad. That's not a terrible way to think of like splitting the movie up into those segments. I just wish... I wish it was like one third her fa- like her finding herself, a blip of them falling in love, yes. and then him struggling. Like the second part of him falling in love with her is having to like grapple with becoming Greek and what does 100%. it mean to be Greek? Because it's just not just you getting like you don't be like I'm pretty sure it's not just you getting baptized let's in the Greek church. About, well, like we're jumping ahead a little bit. Let's talk about the engagement scene. It's a yes. good engagement scene. And this is less more so than what happens in Vegas. This is definitely a wedding movie. Absolutely. I think it is more firmly centered around the wedding. Got all the prep of the ordering the invitations but and the, the en- bridesmaids dresses. But the, the engagement scene. Yes. They're in bed. Yes. And post coitus. <laughs> post she's she's finally he's just oh, busted God. all up inside of her. She is just gushing Yeesh. with his man juices. I was gonna say that they finally broke the chastity belt, but I guess you wanna go fully there. He broke something. Okay. Her back. Her hymen? <laughs> yeah, I mean he probably did break her hymen. I mean most likely. Nice. Um noise. High five. Hymen high five. She probably <laughs> broke her hymen like riding a bicycle as a little girl. There's no way you make it to 30 with an intact hymen. I mean, maybe. You don't think she ever goes horseback riding? Probably not. You know I mean, she... I went horseback riding as a girl and didn't break my hymen. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> or from riding your bike? Nope. Pogo sticks? None of those things. <laughs> None of those things broke my hymen. Yeah, I guess what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. They're like, not like fragile little eggs? No. Sneeze too hard and your hymen breaks? <laughs> the older you get, the more fragile your hymen becomes? That's not how it works? I mean, sure, like honey. Cheshire egg down there. <laughs> You're so fucking ridiculous. Um, How otherwise do you know if you have a virgin? Um, (laughs) um, So they are in bed. Yes, post-coitus. He is kissing her, like, stomach? Sure. Region? I think so. I think so. And he's like, marry me. And she giggles, and what does she say? I don't remember. I mean... Clearly, she says something. Opa. She says, yes, right? Then I can give you this. And he crawls over her and reaches into, like, his bag oh, right. and has or a, something has a ring and, and pulls out the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet scene. It was a sweet scene. My proposal was better, but it's fine. 
And then there's a whole thing where like she is like, oh, let's go and elope because this is a thing that isn't fun for my family because they want us to get married in the church, but you're not Greek. And so I agree with you that I wish at this point the movie could be a little bit longer. Yes. Because it's a it's a pretty breezy movie, but I do think it, yeah. They them falling in love could be shortened a little bit to give more time to him having like fish out of water, having to do more to like be baptized in the Greek church, having to like learn about Greek shit. And that could be like, you know, more time for him to bond with the family. That does feel all a little bit rushed, I feel like. Especially because it's like on the second date or some bullshit that they're like on the bridge and Tula's like, I just don't know where this is heading because I'm Greek and you're not Greek. And he's like, we're not different species. We're two people. Like we can make this like we can figure it out. Yeah. Like it goes from that to them like making out all the time to now they're like, I just if she's going to fast pedal it. She should definitely, like, bring their family into it sooner than what I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, my my problem isn't even that. It's more so just, like, you get shades of it. You get toe dips of, like, him sitting at the table with the brother being tricked saying the wrong thing in Greek and stuff like that. But I want to see him, like, it, like, it feeling more of him having to like make some type of big life change in order to yeah it's like it's no big deal to him yeah, and it like, should be i got it baptized should be something. and yeah and it should be difficult to join the greek yeah. church and like he should have to like i don't know it it feels a little rushed that aspect of it i agree so you know there's not a ton left to discuss really um eventually his parents come to meet Tula's parents. And it, it's so <laughs> heightened the scene where it feels like they're meeting aliens from it like Oh it or people from two hundred years ago. They don't know what a bunt cake is. They lived in the US for twenty years. They're like so, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that they're very insular. They don't do anything that's outside of the Greek community, and that's why. But yeah, I guess it's just very silly. But you can't you you can't recognize it as a cake, right? You have like, oh, it's a cake, right? It's clearly some now. type of pastry. It's clearly like a dessert or something. Yeah, it's silly. It's a little much. And then they get really drunk, but drunk too quickly and feel super nauseous and don't want to eat anything. And that's insulting. And right. There's, but I mean, it's just like cuts of meat being passed around. People with their little forks just. Yeah. "Ah." Maybe that would be fun. I think it'd be great. Go for a little cut of meat right now. I mean, seriously, that's not just, you know. And then it's, uh, oh, and then it's, uh, it's wedding time. Finally. Yes. Tula looks like a snow beast, she says at some point. Wakes up wakes up with a pimple. Yes, and doesn't I spray I am terrified about it. that, like, waking up. Like, I do not, I mean, okay, maybe once every month. Yeah, as long as it's I might not, have a like, pimple. I mean, hers is right on her, like, bottom lip. Yeah. As long as it's not in the mouth region or on, like, the nose crease region. You're probably fine, right? 
totally easy to cover up with makeup. I know. I guess I keep forgetting that I have to wear makeup here's, on wedding day. Here's you wake up. You have a giant Put zit. On your makeup. You have a giant zit in the least opportune area on your wedding day. Would you be tempted to spray a little Windex on it? Would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. All right. But then it'd be washed off like immediately in my shower. So the Windex? Yeah. How long do you, I mean, hopefully I mean, it doesn't have to stay on too long, I would hope. Hopefully not. I guess like the Windex joke is fine. It feels like a very like give them something super specific and funny. And I guess it's fine. It, I like, I kind of hate it in the sequel, but it's totally okay in the first one. I don't remember it in the sequel. I don't remember the sequel at all. I, I wish we're going to have to watch the sequel <laughs> at some point. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they have a wedding. What about the fact that they have to pick up the band at the airport? Where the fuck is this band coming from? You're flying a band in from another state? What band is this? I mean, it's a Greek band, clearly. There's no Greek musicians in your insular Greek community well, that you can draw that from? Well, there's that one guitarist that played at the rehearsal dinner where it became clear to everyone that the husband-to-be didn't eat meat. And... You don't eat meat? It's okay. I cook lamb. Funny scene. Yeah. Sometimes the movie is really operating at a good level that I that I really enjoy. I mean, like, it's... I am kind of shocked that it became such a hit that it did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's a pretty good movie. It's a solid movie. I like it. It's fun. So, so then, then you... At the wedding, the dad yes. gives his speech that, um, you know, their last name means... Apple, there you go. And the other person's last name, he like does like the oranges. whole thing where it comes to mean oranges. So like apples to oranges, we're all fruit. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice scene to, you know, draw it's them all together. It's a great scene. It's like a very heartwarming and, hey, I finally accept you. Because the dad has been kind of a holdout to accepting the son or the uh, the, the son-in-law. Yeah, absolutely. He like is crying at night saying, what did he do to deserve this? And it's like, are you fucking kidding? The dad's way over the top. Yeah. And awful. It's insane. Why you leave me? <laughs> Why you do this What do you want me? from your fucking 30-year-old daughter, you Is freak? he a good boy? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. I Does don't he, know. He I don't ask know. Permission to right to date. Come and ask permission to date my daughter. Well, Yeesh. for all due respect, sir, she's thirty years old, <laughs> and you live in America. Yeah. So yeah, and Can then I date your daughter. No. <laughs> what about the scene where there's the nice scene where like the the son is at dancing Zorba's and it's like, Oh, go talk to him. Go talk to him. And the dad goes, sits down and sits with the son over mm -hmm. a meal or something. That's cute. And then after they're married, we jumpstart six years or something. Yeah, and and... They, they have a daughter and they're sending her off to Greek school and they, she wants to go to brownies. Yes. And they've been given the at, house. Yes, yeah. The at, wedding at the wedding, they're given a gift from the dad and it's a house and it's a house right next door to their house to keep them nearby. And... Ba -ha -ha -ha. Ba -ha -ha. Would you sell it if my parents gave us a house right next to them? Hmm. I mean, a house is a pretty insane gift to give to a person, but I would not want to live next door to your parents. <laughs> Living 20 minutes away from your parents is sometimes a little close <laughs> as much as I do love them. 
Well, give it five years and we'll be out of here. So that's my Big Fat Greek Wedding. And that's our take on it. So good movie. Argue with us on Twitter. Well, now, before you're a little too quick to jump the gun there. To tell them to argue with our opinions on Twitter. Now, we gave... Now, we're out of 27. Damn. We gave What Happens in Vegas. You gave it an 8 out of 27. I gave it a 3 out of 27. Okay. What are you going to give my big fat Greek wedding out of 27? 16. A 16 out of 27? Yep. I'm going to give it a 20. I'm going to give it a 20 out of 27. I think it's just like it is a special movie. And when it's really operating at the right level, it's vi- just like that. She wrote it. She stars in it. It's super unique. I think I, I just desperately wish it had stayed at this level and not gone beyond. But when it's working, it's really working. I know some movies coming up that I love. Yeah. That are in the like, maybe maybe it's more of a 20. Maybe it's like a straight That's, that's what 20. I gave it. A 20 out of 27. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking 18 initially, and then I dropped it to 16, thinking about what you were going to give it. <laughs> so I'm going to stick at 18. 18. 18, I'm, gonna... I'm locking it in. Okay, you're locked in at 18. I'm going to give it a 20. Pretty good. Overall. Pretty good. Yeah. Definitely much better than what happens in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. So much better. <laughs> Anything else before we sign off for the evening? Who would win if... Um... Well, I just want to know if you have to choose between Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz for what happens in Vegas to be on your tribe versus uh, Tula, Tula and her, and lover, her husband, Ethan would, Miller, Ethan Miller. Who would you prefer to be on your tribe? Tula and Ethan, hands down. I'm going to go Kutcher and Diaz. So apparently we're on opposite tribes and you're going to bring mm-hmm. it. Suck it. All right. So catch See, my thought is, is that. Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher could not survive on an island. I don't They'd know. They'd be if... so whiny mm-hmm. about food and yeah. water and having to do all. Yeah. Especially their characters from what happened in yes. Vegas. Yes. I don't know how much better Tula and Ethan Miller might be. Uh... Especially Ethan Miller. Tula would probably be like the dark horse win it all. <laughs> I think Ethan Miller would do all right too. No. All right. Check us on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Find us, like us, retweet us, rate us, do all the shit. Keep watching our wedding week coverage, all of our other Survivor content. We just pulled the tab for this weekend's wedding content. The proposal. No. No, that's okay. Yeah, never mind. No. The Bachelor. No. The The best man. My Jesus Christ. My Jesus Christ. The best man. The best man. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Okay, so I just need to start by letting you know that this is not a sponsored segment. But it sure should be. So go ahead and holler at Universal Yums and let them know that Survivor Cast International is talking about them and that they should throw us a sponsorship. Also, 
Um, this is kind of like a blatant <laughs> ripoff of a segment that the Doughboys do. It's so let's just call it an homage to their snack or whack segment. Are we snack just, or whacking it? I mean, we don't have to snack or whack it, but we're going to eat something, say if we like it or not, on our Survivor review podcast <laughs> on this, The Wedding Watch. Okay, but we have done this segment for a long time for all you deep divers. Not on our Survivor cast, though. No, I'm saying for our deep divers who have gone to our, like beginning yeah, our seed, genesis the, podcast yeah the genesis podcast of can we cook it yeah on our food recreation podcast we would often eat food and talk about <laughs> it that's true but review something okay we have to say what survivor castaway across any iteration of survivor these remind you of oh god and if you would if you got these as a reward, would you be happy with them? Okay. And like only this. You get a full reward of like you just eat this. Okay. Or as a challenge, you have to eat a pound of it. Could you do it? Okay. Those three, Those three questions. Things. I love it. So while Cody starts munching, I'm going to let you know what the product is. It's called Laukoumai, maybe. It's a traditional Greek handmade prickly pear delight. Um. We're reviewing this because it is a Greek product made in Greece. And although it is prickly pear. Okay, these are fucking wild. Okay, wait, let me try one. You I start talking, I'll eat. Yeah, let me, let me see this box. So they are kind of salmon pink on the inside. And they're these little gelatinous cubes that have like white powder sugar on the outside. They look like they're going to be so... <laughs> you, you think they're going to be like... Uh, Oh orange slice that candy mm -hmm. the orange like super hard to chewing and stuck on your teeth but they're not maybe because <laughs> of the powdered sugar and the powdered sugar isn't just normal confectioner sugar it's definitely a little bit different i don't know if i like them or not no these are weird they're as so fuck. strange <laughs> they're like coating my mouth mm. in this super like gummy opa oh, God. <laughs> i didn't even mean to say that <laughs> Um, they are strange. I, I feel like I'm eating like little cubes of like, uh, blubber or yes. something dipped in cocaine. Yes. <laughs> That's the closest parallel. Blubber dipped in cocaine is how I would describe these. Or, um, flubber. Okay. Cause it's a little lively. It's a little lively. A little lively in there. You got Robin <laughs> Williams on the mind when I'm eating them. Aww. Aww. Sad. R.I.P. It's sad that just invoking such a funny man's name makes you sad now. <laughs> it's you know just that... interesting looking at these. They're like... Since this is a post-episode hangout, sorry, I didn't yeah. interrupt you. No, you're fine. Uh, Robin Williams, you know, Jackie uh, has fallen in love with video games late in life because of Breath of the Wild. Um, do you know that Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda after Zelda from... Legend of Zelda series. No, he did it. Thousand percent. Zelda Williams. That's so cool. You're so cool. So I just, I had to bite into another one because you talked about the inside, but I just like one bite mouth these. They are definitely not the color of the prickly pear on the box. It's supposed to be like 
So on the box, Dark they, red. On, on the box, <laughs> they, they are like salmon, reddish pink. In real life, they're kind of sea salt pink, Himalayan pink. Oh, wow. Look at you and Look these foodie me. comparisons. Ingredients, sugar, water, cornstarch, <laughs> glucose syrup, citric acid, artificial flavor, and carmen. Carmine. So just sugar. This Lots is sugar. sugar. This is a sugar box. Keeping a cool, dry place. Okay, so what are the three things? If I got this as a reward, I would not be happy. Okay. If you had to eat a pound of it as a oh, challenge, God. could you do it? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. A pound of these? I mean, this is like a pound. You just have to eat. No, like This feel... is, this is 5.6 ounces, including box and packaging. Oh, so this isn't anywhere near a pound. Oh, my God. I Okay. A pound is a lot. Half a pound. <laughs> I couldn't eat this full package without getting sick. I don't think I could eat another one without getting sick. <laughs> I know. I, think, like, I haven't even finished the second one that I took a bite into. I think I've firmly moved into being like, oh, these are a weird curio to like, I actively don't like them and it's making <laughs> me feel unwell. <laughs> this idea of having to eat a ton of them has just like changed your entire perspective of them. Now, a little beyond the torch moment, we are recording the segment before we record our... Uh, what is the name? My Big Fat Greek Wedding coverage. <laughs> but a little peek behind Cody's window, as they say, that classic phrase. Um, <laughs> like looking in your brain? Sure. <laughs> I kind of feel about this candy the same way I feel about my Big Fat Greek Wedding. You haven't watched it yet. I have watched it. It hits you with a lot, real sweet and fun. And then as it settles in, a turn comes. Getting a little queasy. I fucking hate the father character in my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, it's Despise pretty... Despise him. It's pretty no good. Okay. My dad, I think, identifies with the father character a lot. Maybe so a little too much. Hopefully he doesn't hear you say this. <laughs> your dad is like... Or the dad from my Big Fat Greek Wedding is a cartoon version of your father. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to buy us a house right next to his. Last question... What Survivor castaway from any version of Survivor are the parallel to these candies? Are there any Greek Survivor players? Anyone I mean, who's I'm sure. specifically I'm very sure there's Greek? Lots of Greece, like really Greek, Greek. people. Um, there's like Survivor Greece as well. There's a whole series set in yes. Greece. Um, which we need to go there to Greece. Go, 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 go there. Well, at least Survivor wise. Um, who's that? Is it Rupert? Rupert, I was kind of thinking Rupert too. Yeah. Because he's real hairy and well, he's often covered in powdered sugar. And he's well, pink and he, on the inside. At the start of the season, you think he's all right. And then life goes on and it's just. He comes back with his wife and he doesn't quite hit the same way. Yeah. He's a little cranky and old. Uh, and just, you know, it's very one note. Yeah, he is one note. <clears throat> you think it's going to be a little bit more delicious than it promises. Hmm. Yeah. Is Rupert. The Santoni of American Survivor, but no, or is we, Santoni we like Santoni a Santoni lot? Santoni, the better female South African Rupert. Yeah, she started following us on Instagram today. Oh damn, Daniel! Her, she is hot. She is hot on her Instagram. <laughs> you know who else is hot? <laughs> Santoni's mom. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> she follows us on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Santoni's mom does. Uh huh. Like, it's like Santoni, but older. Really? Yes. That's crazy. 
Hopefully neither of them ever listen to this. Is that the second mother of the pod? It's pretty safe. Do we have multiple mothers this following like us so on deep. the pod? Hopefully no one ever hears this, but it's like <laughs> if Santoni were to hear this, you know she's a fan because it's our coverage of my big fat Greek wedding. And it's now like almost 10 minutes post episode. I love that. We're just hanging out now, especially because we just we haven't just recorded a whole movie. And I've just, just eaten some candy. Yeah. I just want to talk all night. Let's just record a whole hour post at the end of the episode. <laughs> How about we save this for the New York coverage that we need to record tonight? Yeah. Okay. This is fun that people are maybe going to hear it. No one's going to fucking listen to this shit. Someone's going to hear it. <laughs> maybe maybe just Peter. Some hey, Greek. Peter. Peter, if you some, made it this far, let Greek us know. Greek is going to listen to it and get oh, pissed off. Wow. Because we don't like their lukumi. Lukumi. From the Greek root... Lokuma, <laughs> which means to powder the sugar <laughs> on your salmon face. <laughs> on your salmon face. Hashtag on your salmon face. If anyone hashtags that, I will live forever. Still nothing under the hashtag cancel, cancel co-host Cody. Cody. Well, that's because they don't want to cancel you. They love you. You fools. You should have canceled me I you told had the you that Becky and Liza totally wanted you as a host, not me. They hate me and they love you. <laughs> that's not the case. You okay. should have canceled me when you had the <laughs> chance, you fools. And with that. <laughs> Good night. And we love you, Grease. <laughs> Except for your look cool me. Look cool me. <laughs>